Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Till you dead or you gone So on that note I'm leaving after the song So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long But at least let me tell you why I'm this way Hold on I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnan Reeves Who made love under the sycamore tree Which makes me a more sicker MC And my mama would claim At 10 pounds when I was born I didn't give her no pain I flowed through the years I gave her her fish, yeah I gave her first real skin I made it for birth when I got here She knows my purpose wasn't purpose I ain't perfect, I can't But I feel worthless Cause my shirts wasn't matching my gear Now I'm just scratching the surface Cause what's buried under there Was a kid Torn apart once his pop disappeared I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted Hold on Now all the teachers couldn't reach me 
me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me. So, with that stain in my membrane, got on my pimp game, fucked the world, my defense came. Then the Haven introduced me to the game, Spanish Jose introduced me to Kane. I'm a hustler now, my gear is in and I'm in the in crowd. And all the way we light skin girls are loving me now. My self esteem went through the roof, man, I got my swag. Got a vocal from this girl when the man got back. Plus, I hit my mama with cash from a show that I had. Supposedly, knowing nobody paid jazz, whack ass. I'm getting ahead of myself by the way I can rap. But that came second to me moving his crack. Give me a second, I swear. I would say about my rap career. To 96 King, I'm here. Goodbye. Adrenaline rush, your blood boils, you in a spot, knowing cops can rush, and you in the drop, you so easy to touch. No two days are alike, except the first and 15, pretty much. And trust is a word you seldom hear from us. Hustlers, we don't sleep, we rest one eye up. And it's dropping to find a man when the well dries up. You learn the worth of water without work, you thirst, you die. Yep, and niggas get tired of the product. The little brothers, ring fingers get cut up to show mothers they really got them. And this is the stress I live with till I decided to try this rap before living. I pray I'm forgiven for every bad decision I've made, every sister I played. I'm still paranoid to this day And it's nobody for I made the decisions I made This is the life I chose But rather the life that chose me If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black If you can't respect that Your whole perspective is whack Maybe you love me when I fade to black Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Friday episode. We've made it through an entire week. Man, this one... Another one that just knocked me on the old patootie. That's that's ass. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed the Beverly Hills podcast, uh, the, the recap. If you didn't, please go check it out. Please let your friends know if they enjoyed listening to it last time. I think they'll enjoy listening to it this time. Who knows? But get get somebody new involved. Like, let's let's uh, get this going. Isn't that how Scientology does it? Like, Let's get people in the cult. The cult of So Bad It's Good. Uh, I keep thinking about that Mauricio eating the brie cheese while Dorit's like, oh, he was about to kill me. And Mauricio's like, whoa, time for a little brie break. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so dark. Also, you guys, I you guys, I, t- I always say this, and I'm the same way, but if with this, like, I totally buy the Dorit stuff. Like, I think it was horrifying. I think it was, I, I think... And you, so many people online were like, fuck no, something's up. This is weird. Oh, and I'm like, damn. Like, listen, I, I I understand a lot of you are like, why wasn't the alarm set? But she said because her kids get up and she didn't want the kids to trigger the alarm. Listen, if Dorit was that good of an actor as she was last night, Dorit would have a career in acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's good shit. Like, that really, 
I, I bought it. I'm, I'm not that gullible. Guys, I love to not like things. I love to say things are fake. Listen, we're going to be talking about the Kardashians today, one of the fakest families ever. I question their fakeness all the time, but I, I got to tell you, I bought into it. And they're like, how convenient the timing of all of that. And I'm like, yeah, it is, I guess, convenient if you want to say how, how awesome that we got to have a tragic almost death on the show. That's exciting. But I don't know. Like, I... I, I Remember, you're dealing with that's a crime. Then, like that would be something that would be investigated. Uh, people were like, they left uh, the phone behind. Yeah, but also remember, the phone would have tracking on it, so they would have ditched that phone regardless, anyways. I don't know, man. It, it, I totally bought it. So it was just so interesting to read so many comments today, where I was like, damn, because for me, I thought we could all agree once we saw it, but. We are a fickle, fickle bunch, and I just find that fascinating. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but I don't know. I just – because I also walk down that line of if you're going – and by the way, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, why are you even here? (laughs) We're talking about uh, Dorit's burglary and home invasion, and I just don't think she would – I just don't – I just – does doesn't add up. Plus, Dorit does show off all of that shit. She would be a house to completely hit up. You know what I'm saying? Um, Also, uh, hello to anybody that's listening for the first time. Um, You poor, poor people. From the Dumois podcast, I think it's Do You, Do You. I don't, I never know how to say Dumois' name correct. I think there's like a French pronunciation that I never get. But I was so happy to be on that podcast. Hopefully some of you guys, some of you baddies listen to it. Uh, and gave support over there, and and hopefully you can reach out and say you liked me on there because that's a really it's a really good opportunity for me, and uh, I really enjoy talking to her. So hopefully I'll be able to do more things with her. Whatever we can do to get the word out, let's get the business out of the way. Also, I wanted to send a huge hello and a huge apology to my Patreon. Uh, members. I talked about this at the very, very end of a two-hour podcast last night, but it was just a typical Ryan Bailey shit show on uh, the the Patreon. So I I recorded that uh, entire Beverly Hills episode except for the last little piece, which I was like, I'll finish up at the end. And because I had to go to the, the, we were doing a YouTube Patreon live, like go live for the first time and talk about the episode, answer questions. And I got there, you guys, and I, you know what I didn't even count on? And this is, is I didn't count on how big of a fucking idiot I am. Like, I, because I was, you know, I'm like, hey, yeah, I put on a jacket. I was like, let's do this. I had a pound of like espresso coffee beans, which we'll get to in a second. A huge Trenti uh, coffee. I had so many liquids. Um, and <laughs> that, so that, I'm all ready, right? I'm all jacked up. And get there, I can't hit go live. Like, I'm, like, realizing that we just started the YouTube channel. And, uh, which, by the way, go subscribe to the YouTube channel today. Seriously, folks. Because on Monday, we're going to have the live uh, interview with me and Tiffany Moon from Real Housewives of Dallas. You're going to see me and Countess Luann at some point next week as well. We're going to put that where you can actually see me interview these people. Uh, we're touching and going, we're like experimenting. So bear with us. But I saw the graphic for the YouTube today that Medita made and it, it was beautiful. So I'm so excited to try to be a part of the YouTube community. But if last night is any indication, it's going to be a rough entry. So I get there and I can't hit live. And then I realize, oh, Medita's trying to walk me through it. She's like, oh, you're on Safari, get on Chrome. So I go on Chrome, which is another 
operating or whatever the hell it is, the thing that I don't know about. And I get there and I can't have it work there either. And so then I had to tell all those Patreon people, which is, I'm so sorry, you guys, uh, to let's go over to the Instagram. Let's go to the Instagram. Let's do it. Let's go. And I go over there, which means it won't be exclusive of Patreon, but I was like, at least we'll do it. And it'll be hopefully something that they can ask questions. I find out on my account. I think I said this at the end that I'm blocked from going live because of that stupid, stupid shadow ban. I'm so livid at once again, if any, somebody's got to work at Instagram, somebody's got to know Mr. Instagram, please help me. You guys. Um, (laughs) so I realized that. So then I go to my personal account, Ryan Bailey 25, which I don't really go on anymore. And uh, I went live on there and we got a lot of the Patreon people over there. Uh, but I know a couple people didn't get to do that because they don't have Instagram accounts. And I'm so sorry. We then today did a test run and which we should have done before. And it just I found out exactly what happened. My my Chrome wasn't accepting. There's like a thing that I had to hit to have it accept my webcam and microphone. And that was not hit. And so that was it. It was a very simple solution. We did a bunch of test runs today and we're going to do this again next Wednesday for Patreon members next Wednesday. I believe it's 7 PM the same time we were doing it. But once again, sincere apologies. And I just kind of laughed because I was like, man, this is like, I'm such a bad news bears. Like this is the bad news bears all the time. And I'm like, this is so silly. I've never had trying to make people laugh or being stupid, be so serious at times where you're like, Oh my God. Okay. You're like, I'm done hearing about that, Ryan. That's okay. I just wanted to let you guys know that. So Patreon over there. uh, That's, (laughs) it's always an adventure. Uh, What else? There was something else I wanted to talk to you guys before we got into this. uh, Not even the episode. We're going to do some stories and then get into the episode, which I thought weirdly, I don't know if it was like, it just didn't feel good, but I thought it was like a decent episode. There was like enough to like hang on to. It was just ridiculous. Like Scott was being such a baby. I don't know, you guys. Like it was just being such a baby. Kim revealed that she does not have any personal style. She like, you know, which I thought was a brave admission. <laughs> we saw Chris Jenner's new rich person house, which was just a lot. Like I it's it's almost the Dorit thing again of like the have and have nots because you're just like, do you really want to be showing everybody everything that you have, all the stuff that you have that nobody else does? Like I know they're safe because I think they they employ like an army of bodyguards and security and gates and all that shit, but just to have that kind of, there it gets to a point where you know, where you. You think it's cool that people have rich stuff, but eventually if you keep getting hit over the head up with bigger and better things from a family or if even from a person, it's, yeah, it's total jealousy in a way, but also it just becomes like, oh, shut up. Like, we all, we're all we all trying to live our lives. Like, come shut up. You know, because then when they're talking about their problems, you're like, double shut up. Are you kidding me? Uh, also, that's what I was saying. I might have to pause this a lot today. What I was talking about earlier with those espresso beans and stuff. Okay, so... I, you know how uh, I do that cute thing where I don't take care of myself. You're like, yeah, I know it well. I've given myself a staph infection before. I get, I'm a not a healthy person. Like you're really, li- you've been listening to two years to somebody's health degrade right before your very ears. And so I pumped myself full of caffeine last night because it was a big day and I had already partied too hard at the Sandoval concert. 
<laughs> which is something that you you don't hear a lot. You're like, I party too hard at the Sandoval concert. But I did, so I was hungover. Kiki, talk of shame, she was hungover. We were all hungover. And it was a great night, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta get myself up. So had literally a bag of espresso coffee beans, like chocolate coffee beans. I don't even eat those regularly, but I was like, yeah, that on top of a coffee will do it. So then I was all stressed from the YouTube not working. I mean, I was just, I was almost in tears last night, you guys. I was like, I really, I I was like, fuck. You know, I was so sad after I was so happy doing the podcast for Beverly Hills. So it was a roller coaster of emotions because you got to realize I don't really, I didn't even leave my house yesterday. I usually, like I'm, I, I kind of hole up and do this stuff and don't have a lot of interaction with the outside world when I do this stuff. I kind of put everything into it. So I tried to go to sleep, but I was so jacked, I realized, oh, crap. Oh, man. So I finally fell asleep around 1.30, I think. And then at 4, my stomach woke me up, was literally like, fuck you, wake up, wake up now, you son of a bitch. And I um, I know a lot of you guys consider me a sex symbol. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. But this is going to really destroy it. I was then on uh, The Porcelain God for the next, I think there was like three hours then. And then I was so exhausted (laughs) that my stomach was still hurting. But I passed out for like another hour and a half finally or two hours. And then I woke up because I had to get up and start doing things. And I, it has just been, it's been, I'm now, I just took a bunch of Imodium to to be able to sit here long enough to do this. But even sitting, it's like hurts now. <laughs> We're at the hurting phase when I sit. And that's just amazing. And I just, that's how close I am with you guys that I feel comfortable sharing. How many people have turned off at this point? How many people? Um. So that that is just been, it's been a wild, wild day. Uh, yeah, in fact, I was on a Zoom with Sandra and Meditza earlier trying to fix the YouTube stuff. And I was very honest with them as well. And I don't think they appreciated it. So let's get into some news. We've got huge breaking news, you guys, over at Bravo. This is actually very exciting if you like Bravo shows. If you don't, once again, I would be like, why are you listening to this show? But, you know, it might might be my mom. Who knows? We got a huge uh, revelation that all of these shows got picked up for Bravo. So... Top Chef is going to have season 20. Family Karma is going to have season 3. We also got confirmation of finally the 10th season of Vanderpump Rules. They are back. Also, Project Runway, Below Deck Mediterranean, Married to Medicine, Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles, Summer House, Winter House, Below Deck, The Real Housewives of Orange County, New New Jersey, New York City, Potomac, and Salt Lake City were also announced. We also have new shows. Southern Charm has a spinoff called Southern Charm Leva, because remember, Leva owns that restaurant. I think it's a Republic Republic or Republic in uh, Charleston, and they're going to do a Lisa Vanderbup spinoff, which we had heard rumored for a long time. We also have Xscape SVW, SWV, sorry, which is Candy Burris's uh, group. And I think SWV, I think that's the other 90s R&B girl group that uh, they were the originators of people that would grow their nails insanely long. I remember growing up, SBW, they, this one lady had the nails, and it was just, like, wrapped up. Like, you're, like, the nails grew so 
like so far that they wrapped in on itself. It was a wild thing to very scary as a kid to watch that. In fact, Khloe Kardashian seems like she has those nails right now. So that's going to be a reality show. A new reality show, show called Real Girlfriends in Paris is going to be on um, a competition show or maybe not a competition show, but it's Life is a Ballroom about ballroom dancers. Love Without Borders, which is a working title. We have a new Below Deck franchise, Below Deck Adventure. And of course, The Real Housewives of Dubai, which premieres June 1st. So this is huge, you guys. We got a huge announcement. I mean, that really is, like, that's going to keep us with things to watch until the end of time. And that just seems like they're talking about the next year. So how exciting is that? I mean, I really, I'm very, I'm very proud of Bravo. We, we did it. We made it through the wilderness. Like, we, we were, we, it looks like this is healthy again. And a 10th season of Vanderpump Rules, I, you know, people are like, oh, it's over. And I'm like, bullshit. No. No, it is not. I say when it's over. But also... I wanted a 10th season, like a 10th season. And I hope, I hope the producers are listening. Guys, let's go for the gold, man. Let's make this magic. Let's try to be as real as possible. Let's tell the truth about their situations. Let's talk about them not all being friends. Let's talk about these things. Of course, we saw Lala Kent in Nashville the other night for her podcast. She's doing live podcasts now uh, on tour. And she recreated... The, I don't want to say iconic, maybe historic photos for her relationship with Randall. Remember those photos that were sent to, uh, was it Bravo and Cocktails? Some Instagram account where they had Randall from behind hanging out with two young girls and also in the hotel room. And those pictures got published. So Lala went to that same location and had a picture of her walking across the street. And that's the kind of petty that you just, uh, you really appreciate. You really appreciate. But I will always say with Lala, well, yeah, I love how she talks tough now. Like, I remember when she was licking Randall's balls, literally and figuratively, even though there was always these rumors going around that she always kind of like, no, nobody told me. I'm like, I could, we all told you. What are you talking about? But I'm glad she's out of that relationship, and I like that. She never will, she never drops it. Like, I think that's awesome. Like, that's the kind of shit. That's the kind of Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham, Fleetwood Mac shit that I want. That Lala will haunt that man until the end of his days. I, I am fully in support of that. That's very exciting for all of us. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kelly Osborne from the Osborne family expecting her first child. Uh, the Osborne's was one of my favorite reality shows when I was growing up. And in fact, I still have the first season Osborne's DVD on DVD, uh, before Blu-ray even existed. And now we don't use DVD at all. So imagine my feeling of idiocy that I still have a bunch of DVDs, but I went to Virgin Megastore on Sunset and Crescent Heights there. It is no longer there. And I, when that DVD got released, the Osbournes did a signing, Ozzy, Jack, Sharon, uh, Kelly. And I remember I was a manager at this day spa called Burke Williams in that same location. And that's not there either anymore. And I, on my break, I went and stood in line with my friend Susie and, and I got my DVD signed and Sharon was like, Kelly, you should be dating a girl like that in a suit. And I, she was like flustered and I was like, yeah, date me. No, I, I don't know. I was, I was flustered as well, but I think they were just surprised that's, that somebody showed up in a suit and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on break at work. And they're like, sure, sure. 
But I, I uh, congratulations to Kelly Osborne. I like that. I think that's uh, it's nice to see. You'd really tell that was a real family back in the day. That that was what was so great about the Osbournes was that there'd be a whole episode where Ozzy just discovered his love of Chipotle burritos, and he'd be like, "Go get, go get, hey Sharon, get, can we go go to the burritos? I'd love to go to the burritos, please. I want a burrito." And it would just be like these burritos are so. And then he would just stay. He would just sit eating a burrito, watching TV, and I was like, "Damn it! If this isn't relatable, this is amazing." Uh, Kanye West's girlfriend, his new girlfriend, Chaney Jones, which is you know like a younger version of like Chaney still has a big butt, unlike Kim, who has gotten rid of hers, like an old, like an old Corolla. Um, she gets yay tattooed on her wrist. So congratulations goes out to Chaney Jones. You know the Kanye stuff. He's just kind of. I don't know. I hope it's a real tattoo. I hope they're madly in love, but it kind of just reads. It's like, yo, <laughs> okay, you got one little tattoo on a wrist. Call me when you get branded like Mr. Pete Davidson. Call me when you get Kanye's kids on your body. Call me then. Which, by the way, wouldn't you love to have her put Kanye's kids on her body in a tattoo like Pete did? And see Kim's reaction. She'd be like, oh, that's nice. She'd be freaked out. Are you kidding me? Because what Pete did was weird. Sorry if you like him. Um, Black China, you guys, this is a nice story. Well, there's a nice story and a not so nice story. Not so nice story is that she filed to get the judge who was ruling on her case where she did not win a couple weeks ago. They immediately fired, filed paperwork to get the judge thrown off and said that there was bias and that has been rejected. Uh, the judge is not going to be refiled with, you know, so I thought it was a good last shot, but like, I wonder how much money she wasted doing that. Also, Black China, this is the good, she gets baptized in her pool, you guys, and she is born again. Born again. That is, congratulations. You know, in my head, I was like, knowing Black China, it's like, I was like, oh my God, the guy that puts her underwater, like the, the minister or whatever, you know, I was like, be careful, man. She's going to say that you like tried to waterboard her or something. She's, I feel like she'll or like she'll slip on the water coming out of the pool on the concrete and then try to sue the pool company. You know, like I just feel like she's really looking for an easy buck right now. I totally I love the like I if you devote your life to Christ or religion or anything like that, all I hope or all I ask uh, is that it's real. You know, like you're like because God doesn't play around if he exists. I would imagine Black China doing this for some kind of good publicity. He wouldn't take too kindly on. But at the same time, I don't know if he'd take too kindly of on the Kardashians anyways, as a whole. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting story coming on the heels of this when it's, she's like, fuck it. Uh, what's a good story. I'll get reborn. <laughs> uh, let's see here. <sighs> Maritza has been giving me these stories. <laughs> a woman who was born with a rare condition has revealed what it's really like to live with two vaginas. I could have told you that. I'm two vaginas right here. Leanne from the U S has uterus didelphus. <laughs> Sorry, a condition that can lead to a woman developing two uteruses and two cervixes. Leanne, God, I gotta do a recap of it. I wonder if Leanne watches reality shows. I would love to talk to her. That is, I've got so many questions, Meditza. I love she throws these in, and I don't like. There's like, I, I have like eight billion other questions, Meditza. If you are listening, I need more information about the lady with the two vaginas because now we're gonna be waiting around all weekend, going, "What's up with the two vagina lady? What is she doing this weekend?" Uh, Anna Wintour, the uh, editor-in-chief uh, at Vogue magazine, the iconic, legendary Anna Wintour, 
she uh, was at a New York theater this week, and they uh, they asked her to provide ID uh, because they did not recognize her, and uh, she was upset about that. She did not she did not take kindly about that. Which, listen, I just uh, okay. Uh, Jill Duggar calls dad Jim Bob verbally abusive and toxic and admits she's prone to tears and explosive court t- testimony. This, of course, is relating to the Duggar family. Uh, you know, what is it? What their initial show was 18 and counting or something, which, by the way, I got to get my parents back on because my dad, before any of this weirdness came out about the son being a pedophile, allegedly. Do we have to say allegedly anymore if it's been proven? Like, can you, like, what is the legal? Can I still say, can I say it? Like, if it's true, I can say it, right? Or do I have to go allegedly a pedophile? Um, my dad used to want, love those shows for some reason. And I was like, that was always so weird. Like, and I, that was out of nowhere. It was after I had even moved out. So he'd be like, you know, I like this family, uh, the Duggars. And I was like, what? <laughs> my dad will still surprise me sometimes. Anyways. Yeah. I'm sure Jim Bob is verbally abusive and toxic. You always have to worry about a family that wants to cling to fame on something that really they shouldn't have had to begin with. You know, that family should not be making money just because they keep having kids. You know, like it's the same thing with the Kardashians. It's like just a uh, a more like a more. What's the word? It's like a more woodsy Kardashians. Is that it? Like it just I don't know. Like I'm like, shit, I do a lot of things 19 times. I don't expect you to build a show around it. But yeah, I feel like Jim Bob has to be toxic, the dad. And it's just so weird the way they have rallied around this son. Of theirs, this toxic, toxic son who is just so, so harmful and it's just horrible, horrible. And, you know, the mom is writing letters of recommendation, like with little hearts in the letter. And it's just gross. It is gross. And I get that it's your son. Like, I get that my mom would go to bat for me. But also, I, I, I just, this guy was, got, this guy, this guy got caught a bunch of times. And then he got caught again. He would like set up a separate secret server on his computer at his auto or his car dealership place and they caught him on that and it's like yo dude after you've been threatened with jail and all of this stuff you have that much of a sickness still which it truly is a sickness but it's like get help like fucking neuter yourself or something honestly like you're cursed i mean like i hate to i hate to say that but it's true it's like you then owe society not to to be able to harm any any young person in that way wow that got really serious okay uh, this is exciting. David Letterman's Netflix show, uh, My Next Guest Is, is premiering a new season. And this is very exciting because I'm a huge David Letterman fan. He This season he's going to have Will Smith, Cardi B. And it's like a sit-down conversation with them. And then he also like kind of hangs out with them a bit. In the past, he's talked to Kanye. He's talked to Kim. He kind of But Will Smith, unfortunately, you guys, if you're thinking, he already did the Will Smith interview before the Oscars. Okay, on to some Bravo gossip. Craig Conover was kicked out of Amanda and Kyle's wedding, a source claims. Um, So that is the rumor that was presented in the Dip article written by Samantha Bush, Bravo historian, where she had a bunch of sources that said Craig Conover got kicked out of Amanda and Kyle's wedding. And I was like, no way. And they were like, yes, way. And so I... I, I I posted this in my Instagram, which nobody even really sees it. <laughs> um, and I posted that, and then I got confirmation from somebody that would definitely that somebody that was 
I mean, <laughs> very involved, that it is true that Craig Conover did get kicked out for being too drunk at the wedding. Now, there is a thing that happened. I'm not sure specifically yet what it was. Also, Demois confirmed that with me in a DM as well. So I've got multiple confirmations that this actually, actually did happen, which is just wild and shows you with these reality shows, they shouldn't play this fair with their subjects. They shouldn't do that. It's like, you let us see that shit. Are you kidding me? And Craig ain't as perfect as everybody, as y'all think. That's like wild. That is wild. And that was really nice of them to not put any of that in the show. But it always gets out. Uh, let's see here. In a, Inside Adele's new love nest, Singer confirms she's moved into a $58 million Beverly Hills mega mansion with boyfriend Rich Paul after splashing out on the 3.5-acre property previously owned by Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone. That's my son. Um, so I, this is interesting because I did that story on Rich Paul, which I think somebody said I called him Paul Rich. So sorry, Rich Paul. He's a sports agent. Uh, LeBron, all of that stuff. And I've got Eliza Rosen, actually. I got to, Eliza, if you're listening, Eliza, you, I got to reach out to you because she asked for more information about this. But yeah, there has been rumors that this was part of the reason why she uh, canceled her Caesars Palace residency was because of him. She wanted to be back with him. And then it didn't seem like he was at her, uh, you know, her side on her birthday. But he gets to move into this $58 million mansion. And I got to tell you, this is, well, this isn't exactly giving me Corey Gamble vibes, Chris Jenner's boy toy. <laughs> I love when I call Corey a boy toy. He's like, yeah. Um, this isn't exactly that because Rich Paul seems like he has a very successful job. But compared to Adele, it's, it's like working at, like, you know, fucking, you know, being a busser. <laughs> well, I, okay, Medisa, listen, Medisa is doing, she's amazing and sending me these articles, but then it'll go from that and then she'll go, and this is the story. Doctors say these pandemic side effects are serious problems and unlikely to go away anytime soon. So I read, I read the adult story and then immediately underneath it, it goes, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And then right after it goes, Erica Jane says she's mixed alcohol and antidepressants. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many good stories here. We'll finish that up on Monday's uh, pop culture roundup because we got to get to this Kardashians because my my butt. I got to get back to my my main love, the toilet. Um, I didn't even ask. How are you? <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, my God. Ah, wow. I just want to take a moment to reflect and to say thank you for everything that you. Oh, my God. I forgot to play. I wanted to play you this quick audio. I met uh, I met this. Uh, I met a new listener, actually. But she at the Tom Sandoval show, I met this uh, this lady who drove down from San Diego, you guys. And I thought this was so like she she was like a Tom Sandoval super fan and she was very nice she was very excited to see him for the first time live and we were there with some of our listeners it's so bad it's good and there was like a meet and greet thing and i quickly interviewed her about her thoughts on Beverly Hills this is a quick minute clip but she was very passionate about her opinions and i was just like this is Awesome. Uh, I'm trying to find the audio, but check. Uh, let me get her name. Oh, yeah. It's Tori. Tori Grimes. Tori, hi. She was awesome, and she had very strong opinions. So 
I just wanted to let you know it is always great to meet people with very strong Bravo opinions. Wait, how did you know that? Hey, okay, so we're at the Tom Sandoval show right now, and I just met somebody for the first time, and she already has great opinions about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she's a huge Tom Sandoval fan. We're at Tom Sandoval and the most extras. What's your name? Tori from San Diego, California. All right, and she said, we immediately started talking about Beverly Hills, as you do at an event like this, and what were your opinions about uh, the cast members? Lisa Renna is trash. Erica, trash. Dorit deserved what happened to her because... Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I agree with the Erica and Rinna completely. Nobody deserves that, but Erica and Rinna are complete trash. Yes, 100%. Lisa Rinna, her lips, her entire persona is more fake. What about her hair? Her hair is looks like a wig that she got off from the 99 cent store. What about her? What about her laugh? Fake news. Exactly. And what are you excited about seeing this season of Beverly Hills? I'm excited. I'm excited to see Sutton and Garcelle go hard on Rena, especially Sutton because of the quote unquote Elton John charity event that Rena donated to. Yeah, she won't let it go. She won't let it go. And there's no way Rena ever bought it because Rena's cheap. She is 100%. So is her husband. It's all Hollywood. <laughs> okay, so let, let me know your name again. Tori. Okay, Tori, this is what's great about going out and meeting real people with the correct opinions but she's just as excited as we all are okay okay perfect now we go to the recap i love that i was already setting myself up for the kardashian i was like now we go to the recap ryan um that was my new friend tori she was she was hysterical um okay the kardashians love them or hate them we're gonna talk about them and remember you don't have to love them to listen to this. I don't love them. Like, you don't have, like, uh, so if you want to enjoy the, you know, I love to make fun of the Kardashians. It's one of my life's passions. One of my one of my big life's, you know, goals is to continue to make fun of them. But remember, you don't have to watch the show to, to listen to these recaps. You don't have to do any of that stuff. All you have to do is sit back and realize that it's Friday or the weekend or whenever you're listening to this, and you deserve to laugh, to, to, to do all the stuff. <laughs> I totally didn't know what to say. I was like, you deserve to, ugh. anyways, you know, they kick back, man. You made it. Let's have fun. So episode five, the title of these, this episode on the Hulu show, the Kardashians is called who is Kim K at this point, I would hope you fucking knew, but I guess that we still don't know. Kim K is ever evolving, you guys, like a big old big ass butterfly. You know, it's like always changing, always evolving. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. You cannot say it enough how ama- how crazy their evolution is with this family. It tr- it's not even inspiring because I don't. I would never want to do any of this, but. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. So they're like, previously on the Kardashians. And we have Chloe and Kim hiking behind their mansions. And she's like, how are you and yay? And she's like, uh, he walked out on Saturday Night Live mid-monologue. I haven't talked to him since because he was offended by me making a joke about our divorce, even though I told him in a text message. And then we also had Chris Jenner going, guys, it's happening. Travis and Courtney's engagement. So that was last episode. And then at the engagement, my new favorite character, actually, Kendall Jenner, who is just I have theories on Kendall of just like I've never seen somebody this um, not untether. It's it. I truly believe Kendall's going to have a breakdown at some point. I mean, like, I, I was like, 
it's what like if you watch Kendall Jenner and you know it's like I don't know if Kendall knows who she is maybe like it's a weird form of disassociation where I feel like she's disassociating 24 hours a day and you could just I mean I feel like she is ready to burst in fact she goes off on Scott at the end of this episode and it was fascinating TV but Kendall at this engagement she goes do you even have sympathy for Scott because it doesn't feel like you do to Courtney on her engagement night (laughs) I love it and then Scott, of course, he was like, ah, I just don't want to, I don't want to be pushed out of the family affairs, you know? And we start this episode with birds cawing. I always put on the uh, closed captioning and it says birds cawing. So, caca, caca. Uh, Kim, it says Kim in lettering. And Kim, you guys, uh, we see criminal law books everywhere. She is hard at work. And she goes, this month has been insane. Saturday Night Live. And by the way, if I hear fucking Kim say SNL like one more, if this was a drinking game, I would have died from alcohol poisoning. Because I, I mean, listen, I'd be proud of doing SNL too. I'm proud of even watching SNL nowadays. But the fact that it's like, I, we get it. You hosted. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we do, can we move on? Like, it's, it's, just, it's just hysterical. And I do want to point out, she really is in the, she thinks she's hysterical phase of her life because of SNL. And it's like, girl, you did not write your own monologue. You perform, you fucking performed it and you did good, but let's not go crazy. In fact, now I'm kind of obsessed with seeing Kim bomb. Like I want to encourage her enough where I get her, like where, where she's like, okay, I'm going to do some open mic nights. Could you imagine that at open mic night? You know, it's like, okay, we got a up and comer here. Kim Kardashian It's like, hi, I'm Kim, everybody. Does anybody hate tax time? I mean, you're a billionaire and you're trying to hide assets. <laughs> Uh, Chris Jenner's laughing wildly in the background. So uh, she's like, Courtney and Travis just got engaged. I'm dealing with stuff with Kanye. I love Kim's new way of talking about Kanye where she'll mention him, but it'll always be very general. Like, dealing with stuff. And she goes, and today's my birthday. I'm 41 years old. The only thing on my mind, though, is taking this baby bar. Last chance to take this test. If I fail this time, my whole law school journey is over. Now, just to remind everybody, because everybody thinks Kim is a lawyer. She is not. She has passed a baby bar. After your first year of law school, you take a baby bar to see if you can continue studying the law. Now, this is Kim's third time taking this. She has failed twice, I believe. And so this is it. Like, they only let you take it this many times. So if she doesn't pass now, and at this point, weren't you? I was wondering, too. I was just I literally said to the screen, I was like, just fucking pay, pay the, the bar off. Like Tom Girardi would do shit like that. Like Tom Girardi was like fucking like in bed with the California state bar association. I wonder in fact, if, if Kim and Chris did try to pay off the bar and they were like, the heat's too much right now. We're dealing with Tom Girardi stuff and we can't, we got to be above board as much as we'd love to take this million dollars from you. We can't do it. You're going to have to really take it. Like, cause part of me was like, ah, just pay it off. It feels like something that they could buy, you know? But I like that she's actually taking it. But this is the baby bar. She still has so many. And it's taken her years to do this, which takes usually people one year. But she's Kim Kardashian. So she goes, last year I took a full birthday trip right before and my test. And that's probably why. But this year I don't give a shit. I don't want to party. And I just – I don't want to see people. I just want to study. I don't see her kids anywhere. So I'm guessing Kanye or the nannies have them. Because it's like, you know, this episode, they only show Kim without her kids where you're like, you sometimes forget she has 
four or five kids. You know, you're like, oh, doesn't she have a full brood of kids? Like, you wouldn't know from some of these episodes. And that's not, uh, it's just not a uh, critique. It's just this show doesn't really, you know, we see them in spurts, but not this episode at all. And remember, it wasn't last year the birthday trip where she was, she celebrated it on the private island. And she's like, we all took COVID tests and and quarantined for 72 hours so we could all be on this island. But then it was proven that Kanye didn't do any of that shit and just showed up. So this year, though, it is studying you guys. And then all of a sudden, there's a shot of like 10 it's during the day and there's like 10 million dollar cars you just see million dollar car after million dollar car after million dollar car you see uh and what they're doing is they're surprising kim on her birthday and i but it's just like the million dollar cars i was just like this is weird man like we didn't even see one corolla in there like i would have loved like it'd be great i'm the friend just like i'm million dollar car million dollar car and then it's my shitty new toyota corolla that somebody hit me in um so we see Chloe step out of her million dollar car and we see Chloe. This is Chloe still has her old ass and it looks great. Courtney in a talking head goes, of course we like to celebrate. It's our job. And it, that is like the truest word you can ever say. Like this is their job. Throwing fucking parties is their job. Like it jet, like at this point, I'm like, this is how professional they are. At this point, I would be like, I don't need any more parties for the rest of my life. I'm tired of cake. I'm tired of, like, little snack bowls. That's all this family does. And that's how, like, they really take their job seriously because I would be living. In fact, maybe that's why Courtney always has, like, such a sourpuss on her face because she's like, this is my eight billionth party. We throw a party for fucking anything nowadays. Um, And uh, Chris goes... I'm her mom. Of course we're going to do something. I think we're in the Skims factory or something. I see a lot of uh, little little kids working little machine. No, but I do see a lot of Skim clothing, so I'm guessing it's the Skim offices. Tracy Romulus, the head of Skims with Kim, goes, Oh my God, you guys, Kim's here, Kim's here. It's going to be a surprise. And Chris, this is great. The camera's in there, and Chris yells at the camera, goes, You're going to ruin the surprise right there, which is a little flash of Chris Jenner, where I'm like, Oh, that's the real Chris Jenner. Like it was a little, and and even Kendall was there, and Kendall was like, "Oh hey, why don't you just move over here?" Kendall was nice. Kim comes in, makeup free, and she still looks pretty. Um, and she's like, "Oh you guys, ah!" And there's like balloons, "Happy birthday, Kim!" And some like there's food set up, and cake, and Kendall's there, hugs first. Corey goes in for the second hug. He's like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm I'm your mom's boyfriend, Corey." <laughs> uh, also, there if you look in the background, there seems to be some workers. There of some sort that aren't like cheering for Kim. So I feel like they're staff, but they're dressed normally where I was just like this. Is, if you look in the deep background, not deep, it's like a smallish room. But I was like, oh, these people don't seem excited to be here. Um, Kim says, or no, Chloe says, I, I, oh, no, Kim, sorry. Kim says, I honestly couldn't be more happy. It warms my soul that all my best friends are here. We meet uh, her one friend, Nadia Stewart, which I guess, you know, they, they put her name in, in captioning for some reason. And she goes, we have Armenian food from my our favorite restaurant, Car- Carousel. I've been going there with my dad since I was a little girl, which then I was like, ooh, maybe I want Armenian food. And then Kim goes, you know you've made it when Madonna texts you on your birthday. And she reads the text and it's like, hey, birthday girl, love and good wishes. Don't know where you are, but hope you're doing something fun. M. 
and then she then Madonna then goes and stares weirdly into a camera for a TikTok. I feel like Madonna should have sent a video message. Like Madonna should have like done a FaceTime or something like a text. I hope that wasn't really. I hope that was Madonna's assistant. I hope Madonna doesn't spend her days like texting famous people because she's Madonna. She doesn't need to do that, man. But Kim is like, I've made it. Another sign. Chloe says, it is so healthy for Kim to be surprised by her besties. It's the best. Chloe is reminding me more and more of a Stepford wife this season where she's like, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Positivity is the way to go. I like to be positive and think good things. My soul is healing. I have energy and energy for good energy to come through. My name is Clobot. I am Clobot 3000. Uh, uh, nobody cheats on me. We are working on our relationship. Um, so somebody says, uh, oh, yeah. So then they're all sitting around laughing at a table and Chloe and Courtney are Courtney's like, oh my God, remember the college party Chloe motion where Chloe was dating this guy who looked like a Ken doll and Chloe was like, yeah, he didn't have BDE, which is big dick energy, you guys, but his name was Big Balls (laughs) because you can have big balls, but not a big dick. (laughs) And then Chloe goes, I don't want a BBE. (laughs) Um, And... Now Chloe's in a talking head and she's laughing with people doing her makeup and she's like, <laughs> BDE, what are the balls going to do for me? <laughs> and I'm like, Tristan's balls did a lot for everybody, like for a lot of people, Chloe. That's what the balls are going to do. Like, all, you know, the balls, I believe, are one of the things that produces the sperm, Chloe. I hate to break this to you and it probably wasn't the right time to do it in the talking head with the people, but those are the things that create Tristan's kids that he won't uh, accept into his life. So, um, but I thought the BDE BBE was interesting too, because the big dick energy was kind of introduced around Kim, which when I think BDE, I think a me, right? Me B Pete Davidson. And so I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird because we always hear Pete talk about BDE or People talk about Pete and BDE, so I just thought that was interesting, and we do know where we find out later in this episode that they are talking. And Chloe is explaining BDE, that it's like, oh, cocky and confident, and Courtney goes, who doesn't like confidence? Now, she's right, man. Dude, I told you guys on yesterday's episode, or maybe the episode before, uh, Maritza, like, Maritza, when I was in Vegas, sent us the Travis Barker nudes again. I've been sent Travis Barker nudes multiple times. Dude is packing. Also, very interesting, has tattoos everywhere except for the area around his penis and balls. And it's like he left that a clean canvas. And I think that's because it's like now that's Courtney's piece of art. But it is fun. It's like a fully tattooed body. And then it's like a huge dong and huge balls. Like he's really he's he's all of Blink-182 right in there. Uh, It looks like there's 182 balls in Travis's ball sack. It's wild. But congratulations, Travis. But yeah, Courtney is... Courtney, yeah. Uh, Kim says, I love you all, but I'm kicking you out because I need to study for the law. And we have a song playing that's... The song... The Kardashians really watched Selling Sunset and they were like, I bet we could do even faker songs. And it's like, it's starting to be neck and neck. So it's like... This song was like, I'm going to do big things, big dream. You're going to see my name on the big screen. It, that was the song. It was very, very exciting. I hope there's a soundtrack release. 
So now we're at a Courtney scene. And once again, I'm like, where are the kids? Like, no kids are in any of these scenes. Chris walks into Courtney's house. And Chris is like, you look cute. And Courtney goes, thank you. Thank you. Chris's cell phone rings, but her purse is like five feet away. And she's like, I'm very comfortable. I cannot get that. I can't do it. And we just hear the phone keep ringing. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, oh, my God, Courtney, I can't believe you're engaged. Where's the ring? And she goes, I'm uh, I'm covering my ring up because it's getting fixed. I probably, it's one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. I was sitting on my floor in my closet folding sweatshirts, which just go with me here, folks. You're Courtney Kardashian. You've got money. You got all that, you know, you got all the stuff. Yet you still have time and find yourself doing things like sitting in your massive closet folding sweatshirts. It keeps her real. It keeps her young. It keeps her real. But I was just sitting there going like, what? Like, what? I don't, what? You're just folding sweatshirts? And she goes, I took my ring off while I was doing it and I put it on the floor. I thought it would be safe. And then I was on a step ladder to put the sweatshirts away. And when I stepped down, I stepped on my million dollar ring. And she's like, you broke your engagement ring? And Courtney's like, I was hysterically crying in my closet for hours. So I love in hours. I love the kids are like, Mom, can we eat? Mom, can you get out of your closet? Mom, please, Mason, I'm a growing boy, please. And she's like, I called Travis and I said I did something really bad. He handled it really well. And she's like, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever had in my life. How could I do that to it? Which, by the way, it's like most people, your kids Doofus is the most beautiful thing. Your ring is like the fifth most beautiful thing. And it's, you know, it's more expensive than your kids. But like the, your poor kids must see how you treat your ring and are like, oh, fuck. Penelope's like, oh, my God, am I all right? Am I safe here? That little Mowgli kid, that little rain kid, I mean, that kid's wild. I don't think he even, he's been raised in any kind of civilization at all. I think that guy just, the kid just grunts. I don't even know if he speaks yet. Travis, uh, he Travis did this ring himself, and he told Courtney that this was her in a gemstone, which is fascinating. Like I said, Travis is so fucking in love with her; it's wild. Chris says, "Did I, um, did I tell you the story of when he came over?" And I was like, "Oh my god, are we about to hear the Palm Springs engagement story again?" And the Robert Kardashian funeral visit, the grave visit. He's like, he told me, Courtney, that he moved to Calabasas. Just to be around you because you were, you know, you were friends at the time, but there was never any hope because you were Scott. But he moved to Calabasas and he said, because I knew she was the love of my life. And he said to me, if I couldn't be with her, at least I could be near her. That's fucking stalker behavior, folks. That's not that actually like I was like, wait, 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 what? That actually tripped me up because I was like, wait a sec. Wait, what? Travis Barker from like many moons ago is even saying Courtney was the one dude. I watched this show for a long time. I've never thought any of these ladies are the one, maybe it's just like a tax bracket thing, but I just never, I, the fact that Tra- and Courtney of all, wasn't there that story that he hooked up with Kim at one point too, like way back in the day. But I just thought that was such a weird stalkery. But at the same time we see it, we see like, he really truly is obsessed with Courtney. He really is. And Courtney goes, he's the most amazing person I've ever met. And she goes, well, now that you're engaged, Court, are you going to have a real sit down with Scott? And this is hysterical. She goes, 
I don't know that I need to. And Chris is like, um, well, maybe. I mean, have you have you guys talked since the engagement? She goes, yeah, we talk about the kids all the time. Stuff like, where are they? Have you seen them? I haven't seen them. <laughs> no. She goes, yeah, we talk about the kids all the time. And Chris is like, did he say congrats? And he goes, yeah. He said, um, this isn't easy for me, but congrats on the engagement. Courtney in a talking head says, I don't think this is about Scott. My life is going in a different direction. I'm having a fairy tale. I'm making new memories and new moments, and I don't want Scott at all of them. And listen, she's right, and she's wrong. And I am the determiner of that. <laughs> you know, she's she's right in the sense that, yeah, of course, this is new romance. has nothing to do with Scott. This is their love, right? Now, it gets tricky because of the kids. Not even tricky. It gets beautiful because of the kids. And Chris Jenner should have trained her long ago on blending families. This is something that you should be very used to. This is something that Chris, even to my dismay, has preached. Like, Chris keeps these horrible men in their lives for way longer than they should. And I'm not saying Scott's horrible, but I am saying he's a baby. So, Courtney's like, it just, the thing is, though, Fairy tales, like, it would still be a fairy tale. But the the thing, one of the things that sucks about getting older, I always like to say about getting older, is that, listen, and I just come from it, I'm, I'm divorced, right? And it's one of those things that that will never not be true. That will never not have happened. Anybody that I'm with from this point has to accept that. And that's a lot for people to accept, right? Like, that's a lot. Like, this actually happened. This was there. You know, it's really... There's not room for jealousy about that. And there's not room. And, and hopefully, you know, you can let, you know, you can keep people in your life if it's in a healthy environment. And I do, totally agree. He doesn't need to be at everything. But especially in this situation where his parents are dead and he has been kind of assured that he is a part of this family. And truly, if you look at Scott, he's not looking too great. Like, in fact, so many people wrote into me that he allegedly looks like he's on pills. And if you see the talking heads, I don't know if they just didn't put makeup on him, but his eyes are just so red all around the eyes. He just doesn't look healthy. Not like how we've seen him. And I'm sure it's been a rough year on all of us. But Scott is such a handsome dude, like a good looking dude. And you're just like, man, and I get that, man. I'm the same way. It's like us men, we're pussies, dude. We, like, this is what I say. Women can put up with all this stuff. Women are finders. Women, and I know I have a lot of dudes listening to actually that are like, F you, Ryan, but can you you know what I'm saying. And maybe it's like, maybe even gay dudes are tougher than straight dudes. Because maybe I'm just talking about straight dudes. Because it, you see these women can put up with so much. And they're the ones that kind of have to bend over backwards and um, make, uh, you know, kind of try to make things good because we men emotionally can't handle our feelings and we will let it destroy us. Honestly, we will let it destroy us. Scott loves to let these things take him under because he's not emotionally equipped, not mature enough to like, and I've done the same thing with things. I will let things, I mean... Even last night, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to just die on this toilet. I guess I'm going to say my goodbyes now. Like, I mean, you know, it's like I'm I'm ready to give up at a moment's notice. Like, every week, I'm like, uh, do I quit the podcast this week? Do I just quit? Like, what do I do? I just walk into the ocean? What do I do? You know? And that's – so I empathize with Scott, but I get frustrated because you do see how 
it's a lesson for me and a lesson for a lot of guys, I would feel, even though that I'm probably one of the only straight dudes that watches the Kardashians, is that you, you're like, oh, man, this doesn't come off well. Like, we empathize because we know at heart Scott's a decent person, and he's very charming, and he says the right things a lot of the times. But remember, he does a lot of the wrong things. Says the right things, does the wrong things. And this has been over years and years. This isn't just something that's recent. We've seen this pattern of behavior forever. And he's not been able to pull himself out of that. Now, having said all that, like I said, funny as hell, this dude. Great sense of humor. Uh, there's a lot of good things about Scott. So I just think Courtney, unfortunately, goes like, hey, we're older. This is our life. You know, it's not... It is a fairy tale, but just in a different way. It's not your standard fairy tale. You are writing the rules. And unfortunately, or fortunately, you got to write the rule with Scott involved in some way, period. And Chris goes, well, we love Scott, but, it, you know, he, it was, you guys weren't meant to be. And Courtney goes, he's like, woe is me, which is very true. And Chris goes, all that matters is the love you show for the kids and know that no one parent is pitted against each other, which I do believe that Chris and Robert, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. And they were there were there were definitely times when that was not the case. But I think that is a good rule of thumb. And I like that that is a mantra out of Chris if we're looking at the positive stuff. And Courtney goes, yeah. And she says it unenergetically, like she says everything. She's like, do not pit the parents against each other. She's like, yeah. <laughs> we cut to uh, Kim and Chris. They're makeup free at the breakfast table. And I got to tell you, shock me. More Chris than Kim. Because it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you're used to seeing Chris with all the spackling and all that stuff. And it's like, Chris still a beautiful lady without makeup. But, you you know, it's more of like, oh, there she is. There Chris is. There we go. And they're eating rich people gruel. Like, it's like I tried to figure out what it was the whole time. It was like in these bowls. And it looked like porridge, but like with little, little, maybe asahi. Ba- I, it was like little, but it looked like rich people porridge. You know, like where I was like, that is, doesn't look like something that we could make. And then Kim had like a sad little... Like a scrambled egg, I think, and maybe a little sad little hash brown, but on rich people plates. And they're just sitting there eating their gruel and um, says, uh, okay, you know, this is the day of the baby bar. And Chris goes, okay, let's pray. Let's pray for this. Let's do this. And Kim goes, okay. And she's like, okay, we're going to say a prayer. Dear God, it's me, Chris. It's dear Satan. Hello. We know you. We know we've made a deal with you. No, she goes, dear God, we ask you put your angels around Kim and let her have confidence and guidance and make sure you put the law knowledge in front of her mind, not in the bad places, in the front, not in the back. And I just thought it was so religion is so interesting. It is once I've think I've been thinking about religion so much, or I always think about it. I think because it's just one of those things too, is like, I also feel like when I get to heaven, or if I, I probably won't get that, but if I, whoever gets to heaven, we need to find out the rules because it's, you know, I feel at this point, Chris would be like, you know what? We, uh, it turns out we've gotten everything we've ever asked for. Maybe we'll lay off God with like asking things. God's literally like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to put memories up further in Kim's head. We got a war going on. Are you kidding me? We don't even have baby formula. Fuck. I'm, I'm a little overworked. You know, I'm supposed to, your little pet project about graduating law. God's like, I, I have to fucking put memories. It's not even, you can't even do that. Chris Jenner. 
She's like, I have to hear Chris still asking me for shit. Look at your house. Look at all your houses. I let you guys build mansions everywhere. You have million dollar cards. I'm letting you guys take care of Corey and all that stuff, which of course is charity. And that's a nice thing. But at the same time, you're still asking me to do things. And the thing is, I've done so much for you that I need you to stop asking. I need you to stop with your hand out, Chris. I know there's another way to look at it, that it's a very beautiful prayer and it's very nice and that's what prayer is. I just think, you know, when you get so, it's like Vegas. When you, you know, don't, the house always wins at some point, right? Like, you maybe stop asking. Maybe stop or you're going to lose all of it. Like Maybe you're like, you know what? Let's pray for, let's not do any prayers for ourselves. Let's pray. If we pray, let's pray for people not in our tax bracket. Let's, let's pray for other people around the world and maybe... You know, we'll just have Kim try to work harder at studying and not try to have God put memories closer up in her brain because that just seems truly eerie and impossible. Um, so Kim in a talking head goes, I, um, you know, this law journey started off me wanting to know more and help more. But then it was uh, it was really proving to me personally, you know, that I could do this. And no one's ever respected a reality star with a sex tape. And, you know, I just it's a breaking through this stigma And I guess at the end of the day, it's a fuck you to everybody to, you know, move beyond where I was. And it's always good when revenge is one of your main goals for something. You know, she's like, but mainly it's a fuck you to everybody. And I'm like, wait, did we just pray to God? Now you're like, fuck everybody. Um, Kim is looking at all of her law, little things that have been made, her cheat sheets or whatever. And she's like, I know all this stuff. I know all this. And I didn't even know this last time. And Chris goes, well, you're probably so prepared this time. And Chris says, well, I'm going to take this rich person gruel with me. And she takes her rich person bowl of oats and, and walks away. And the music on this is hysterical. Chris goes outside and looks at Kim through the window, like looking at her study. And the music says... I'm going to try to stay focused, keep my eye on the prize. <laughs> and Kim goes, I'm going to be really positive. I feel good. There's no other option. It's game seven. Um, new scene. We have Kim. She's on a huge bed with Courtney. And Courtney's like, how is the bar? And Kim's like, I don't know anymore. I'll be humiliated if I can't po- pass. That means I'll only still just be a billionaire. And Courtney says, whenever I talk to Travis, he says, Courtney, you should have been uh, an attorney and I almost was and then then Courtney goes I think of all these things I went through and then you go through them too to Kim and it's a really loaded line even though there's no inflection in it at all because I'm first off it's like duh that's life yeah people go through shit and then people sometimes go through the same shit at a different time but secondly it's it's there's like this kind of because Courtney is the oldest sister and there is that kind of, is this a little barb about Pete Davidson? Like, I'm dating Travis, and then you date somebody with tattoos. You know, the, the sibling rivalry is always really interesting with this family. And especially, remember, because a couple seasons ago, we started off the season with Courtney and Kim. Courtney literally decked Kim in the room, and they left makeup smudges on rich people walls, you know? Um, Kim says... Um, uh, yeah, like style and guys, do you mean? Is that what same things? And Courtney goes, Chloe says, I don't know if I'm ready for single Kim. And Kim goes, what is single Kim? And then Courtney goes, how's it going with Kanye? <laughs> Which, by the way, this is the exact same fucking thing we had in the walk behind the mansion with 
with Chloe last week with how's it going with Kanye. So it's like they're so unimaginative and they don't know where they're just like, how is it going with Kanye? This is the section where you tell me what is going on with you and Kanye. And, and then at the end, we have another scene later where Malika is like, how's it going with Tristan? <laughs> I just think there's better, easier ways to bring uh, relationships up, if you know what I mean. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is the part of the show that's my favorite. We get to talk about our sponsor. This week we have a returning sponsor. It is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. Um, you guys know how busy our days get. I am kind of uh, go, go, go from the time I get up till when I go to sleep at night when I'm looking at the Daily Mail on my phone. <laughs> it just it can be so time consuming uh, to, to take care of yourself, but also to cook, to make sure you are fed every single day. Uh, and we all know that we are what we eat, but it can be tough to make time for the shopping, the meal planning, the prepping, the cooking, even when I read that sentence, I start getting scared and I feel like I, I'm not going to have enough time to do any of that. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever? And just to remind you, the good part is the eating of the food. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals. That's very important, guys. Plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. Uh, I personally endorse this. They sent me this whole box of goodies. It was like a delicious Christmas morning because they sent me like these smoothies, these soups, these rice bowls, and it was all delicious. Uh, the smoothies, I felt like I was almost uh, they, they, like almost dessert-like. It was so good. Uh, and it 
fit into my daily routine so easily because you'd be like, oh, I'm going to take this health shot or I'm going to take this smoothie. Oh, for uh, for lunch, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to have the rice bowl. And you would just put it into the microwave and it was done in five minutes or less than and it was delicious. Save me plenty of time so I could get right back to recording more podcasts. Um the smoothie, they had like this green smoothie with, I believe, there was like banana. There was like a little bit of um, a heat to it. It was so good. There was this rice bowl that I made that uh, it tasted, didn't taste plant-based. Like I'm not vegan, but it almost was one of those things where I was like, oh, I could be vegan if I had stuff like this every day. Uh, and I was just surprised at how tasty and and really just great all of it was. Uh, and I felt good because then I could say I was eating plant-based. <laughs> so uh, Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy. These meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger, like I said, to press start on your microwave. It fits into any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone that you can totally check out online. Every meal plan, customizable, so you can get what you want every time. They make clean, delicious food made with real ingredients and spices. Every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. So enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan-favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles, or take your taste buds on a journey. I love taking my taste buds on a journey. What about you guys? With exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup, which I had and is amazing. They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, and soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based food can come with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. So try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for, get this, $50 off your first box. That's 50 whole dollars off your first box when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. So once again, that is splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off. And I'll also put this in the show description if you guys forget, okay? And now back for the remainder of our show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Kim takes the question that Courtney was forced to ask Kim about Kanye, and Kim's like, he did an interview saying that Saturday Night Live got him to say, got got me to say that I divorced him. And there's a clip of a podcast that he did called, uh, I think it's like Ch the Drink Champs podcast. And I, I listened to the podcast interview when it first came out. And like, yeah, he's heated. He's like, SNL wanted to get that bar off about me, uh, about Kim. Like, he has like this weird thing where he truly thinks SNL's against him. And this was even before the Pete thing. It, it's wild. Like, Kim's like, I came up with that joke. That has nothing to do with SNL. Um, so 
yeah, Kim reminds us once again. She's like, I came prepared with my monologue, which means other people wrote it for her, which she's admitted, and she came already knowing it. And she goes, and that upset him. I shared it with him initially, but I guess he didn't read the text, which is just so funny. Like, stars, they're just like us. Like, can you imagine? Like, you're texting Kanye, and he's just totally checked out. Like, he's just not reading anything. But then I imagine he sends, like, super long text messages the kind of text messages where you're like, well, that's good for you, but I'm not going to read all that. You know? <laughs> so we cut to that clip, um, you know, and he's like, we aren't divorced yet. And Kim tells Courtney, I haven't, you know, he hasn't signed the divorce papers. And he says he will one day, but then he says he doesn't want one the next day. In a talking head, Kim says, I'm protective of him. I, I you know, I do this reality show uh, but if I talk about him on the reality show, then he can make a rap about it. And I'm so happy he can be creative and expressive. But one art form is respected and one is not. I truly appreciate Kim trying to. You know, I feel like I mean, this is the season. It's like we are going to pull all the wool over everybody's eyes. All of a sudden we are historical figures. And Kim is like, once again, saying, I'm not going to let the sex tape define me. And she is now saying, this reality show is my form of expression and art. Like, and I hope we're all grown up enough. I hope we can all come to a common, you know, just an understanding that Kanye's music is more creative and expressive. Like, I listen, I'll watch this until it's off the air. Um hopefully sooner rather than later but there's no part of me that's like damn this moved me oh my god this hit my soul this you know like a song or a rap or something it can do it really easily like you're telling me the 13th season of kardashians i'm like it felt something that was your life of pablo kim <laughs> that was your the college dropout kim wow kim this season is your jesus like give me a fucking break um <laughs> Can you imagine? I just like had this nightmare vision of like Kim listening to this. <laughs> um, so uh, Kim's like, you know, I I was down for a a bit when I filed for a divorce, but now I feel super good. And Courtney goes, Yeah, now you're feeling good. And then Kim says, I get panic attacks though, because I would always ask Kanye what to wear, and Get this, you guys. He even styled her for Saturday Night Live. And this is the part where, and like any relationship, where you're kind of like, eh. Like, I'm team Kim for most of this, but also, like, Kim, you knew you didn't want to be with Kanye. Maybe don't let him style you for a big event and don't let him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it almost it almost leads him on a little bit. Do you guys agree with me or do you think it's like totally, you know, because, you know, it's that guy trying to get back with her and he's like no 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 I, I i know we're not getting back together but uh yeah if you'll let me i would just love to do anything around you i just want to be in your presence baby you know he's giving all that sweet talk and she's like okay i don't know what to wear you're good at that and in her head she has no intention of getting back together with him but in his head he's like ha, she moved an inch <laughs> um so uh it it's it, interesting because this whole section she talks about like 
her own personal style. And we've seen Kim through the ages, pre-Kanye and post-Kanye, and now she's trying to, you know, just decide who Kim is in terms of style. Um, and I guess she got some award on Wall Street or some shit, and it was for Skims, and she picked out her own outfit, I guess. That was the whole point. And she's like, how do I wear something that isn't pre-vetted by Kanye? And we see the look, and it's like this brown number. Like, listen, I'm you guys know I'm not a style maven. And I thought it was like, eh. You know, it wasn't as striking as the pink ensemble that she wore on Saturday Night Live. And then get this, you guys. So we see these pictures. And then she, she tells Courtney, Kanye sent me a picture of Marge Simpson afterwards and said I looked like Marge Simpson and that I would never work again. <laughs> Come on, guys. Kanye sometimes can be hysterical. That is, I mean, how specific you look like Marge Simpson and he sent her a picture of it. That is wild. Okay, so now we cut to Kendall Jenner. You know Kendall the slow one. And she's with Haley Bieber, another slow adult. Um, and I mean that in a good way. I think, uh, she's wearing, she kind of like, I love your glasses. And Haley's like, they're DR. And she's putting on lipstick in a fancy expensive elevator. And Kendall's like, I'm in Miami with my friend <laughs> Haley. And she's like, we're going to get some nice IV bags at my friends. It's what we consider a fun day. And it's rich person IV bags. You know, I've gotten IV bags before. You know, you go to a facility and it's actually like they replenish your fluids. And it's it's rich people shit, you guys. It truly is. But they're actually going to their friend's house where they have these bags come like, you know, we it looks like they have nurses there just to give Kendall and Haley some fluids. And Kendall lets us know, she goes, I've been a hypochondriac my whole life, literally since I can remember. I'm obsessed by health. It is my number one priority, you know, so much so that I'm eating myself alive thinking about my health. And then she goes, <laughs> she like laughs eerily. She's like, I'm eating myself alive thinking about my health. <laughs> but like that laugh kind of says, help me, please help me. I feel very uncomfortable all the time. I'm telling you, Kindle is literally one year away from something bad. And Kindle goes, I did have COVID and I got pretty lucky. But my recovery, <laughs> pretty lucky, it was rich person COVID. She goes, my recovery was harder than my COVID, which was so weird to me. And then Kendall's trying to rap with one of the nurses. She's like, post-COVID, you can, like, I hear you can have heightened cortisol levels. And he's like, yeah, you know, so they haven't even out yet. And Kendall goes, in two months, I'm two months out and I still don't feel good. I feel fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know why. It makes me laugh. I don't know why this makes me laugh to think of Kendall Jenner going, I'm two months out. How do you feel, Kendall? I still feel weird, Kendall. Oh, no, Kendall. And the nurse is like, well, we'll put some extra vitamin C or something in this bag. And Kendall goes, these things comfort me. I don't want anyone to judge me. And Haley Bieber's the same way. She's like, leave me alone. I've done nothing to nobody, please. And I get it to a degree because everybody's shouting at her about Selena Gomez all the time. But it's like, Kendall, listen, can we talk? Like, it's we're going to judge you because you're rich. You have a better life than us. You're better looking than most of us, too. 
and you do weird shit. Like, we're going to have an opinion. It really truly is up to you if you want to listen to the opinions or give us any weight. I think you shouldn't for your overall health. I think that would be more healthy than putting IV bags up your yin-yang. You know what I'm saying? And Haley asks um, the the nurse, she's like, can we get NDA bags? And which those bags, you guys are like $750 a fluid bag. And Kendall goes, we're a really big health kick. And then Haley's like, I'm going to do one of those bags every day and never age. And it's said as a joke, but you can tell she's like serious. She's like, but seriously. I don't want to age. We cut to Los Angeles, California. Chris shows up to a place called Maria's Kitchen, which it is, it's like an Italian um, a chain restaurant, actually, I believe. And she's going to meet Scott. And Scott, uh, you know, Chris comes in and Scott goes, hey, how you doing? I missed you. Hey. And Chris says, okay, because Scott kisses her on both cheeks. And Chris goes, two for the price of one. And Chris goes, we haven't been to Maria since Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And Scott's like, what's the new show going to be called? And she says, uh, "I we think the Kardashians. <laughs> Which is like, it's just so funny. Oh, wow, you came up with that. That's nice. That's a very good title, the Kardashians. Where did you get it from, if I may ask? Oh, it's just your last name. Cool. Scott goes, or no, Chris goes, we were going to call it the Disics, but we figured the Kardashians. She's trying to do a little funny thing there. And then Scott goes, yeah, you know, you're going to call it the Disics, but then you figured I don't get invited to anything, you know? So why do that? Old Scott doesn't get invited anymore. And Chris goes, I invited you to my birthday lunch, Scott. And he goes, are you kidding me? We, we're going to have a, I thought we were going to have a dinner. This isn't a proper place. We got to celebrate your glamorous ass. Come on. And Chris goes... Um, well, you know, I think this is good enough. And, and Scott goes, wait a sec. Are you having a birthday party, a dinner? And Chris is like, oh, you know, a few of my kids are coming over without their kids, just the kids, not their kids. And, you know, they haven't seen my new house and I want to show it to them. And, you know, there's a dinner on Friday and Scott goes, no one told me. And Chris goes, Hey, I feel like I'm cheating on Courtney. And, she goes, I would love for you to come over. And then, then Scott, like really, it's intense. He goes, why would you say that I'm like a blood relative? You know, like I'm a blood relative son, you know, when my parents died, you know, why? And she goes, I do feel that way about you. And then Scott goes, obviously you don't, you don't. He's such a little baby. You guys, it's so sad. And Chris says in a talking head, I fall in love with my daughter's partners. Scott was there with all of us in the beginning, you know, and, and if Scott wants to just come hang out, I would love him to come hang out. But also I love that, that, that little comment about, I fall in love with my daughter's partners. There's, there's stuff to unpack there. You know what I'm saying? There's stuff. There's nobody's falling in love with Corey Gamble. You know what I'm saying? Like Courtney's like, we fall in love with all of my mom's boyfriends that she takes care of. Um, so, so Scott goes, uh, well, you're obviously doing something, Chris. You know, it went from you saying you're going to show the house to your kids to now it's a dinner. I mean, your dinners are catered. I bet Mindy Weiss will be there. Who, who, you know, and Chris is like, Scott, they, the kids wanted to do a house tour. 
you know, and he goes, oh, are you, I bet you're doing a chef. What kind of fucking food? And Chris goes, Nobu. And <laughs> talking head, Scott's like, oh, yeah, then it's a catered meal. One of the fanciest restaurants in the world. <laughs> and Scott goes, this sounds like the fucking Oscars. And you're trying to take me to a lunch at a Maria's for a chopped salad? What am I, chopped liver? That was a little too far. It was like a little, Scott, come down with the jokes. And he goes, you know what? This makes me feel like complete shit, to be honest. In a talking head, Chris says, I never expected Scott to be this angry. He needs to grow up and be mature. And Scott goes, ah, you know what? Now it's tainted. I don't want to be somewhere I'm not wanted. And Chris goes, you are. And he goes, I'm not. I'm not. It's just mean, Chris. And Chris goes, I don't have a mean bone in my body. And he goes, you do. And then Chris goes, wow, Scott, that's shady. Wow. And this is the part where I felt like Chris, if the real Chris would have, like if there weren't cameras, I think Chris would have been like, say it again to my fucking face. Say it. Say that I'm, say that I'm mean. Say it. Scott, no, look at me. Say it. Like I believe that's, I believe she gets scared. She's like, Scott, look at me. Cameras aren't here right now. Two hits, Scott. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. You're down. No, Chris, God hurts. Um, we cut to Kim's closet, uh, which is kind of the size of an apartment complex. And Kim's like, well, so I'm planning out my outfits. I need an outfit for Paris Hilton's wedding, of course, and an outfit for my friends Simon and Phil's rehearsal dinner. And then their wedding, I have another outfit for, but it's a gay wedding, so there's no rules. <laughs> um, Kim, very bravely, and we all knew this already, says, you know, fashion has been something I'm always into, but I'm never the creative vision, you know? And we're like, yeah, we know, Kim. And she goes, I've always seen what I've liked, but I'm never the visionary. <laughs> And Kim goes, Kanye would come in and be like, you can do this with your makeup, with your with your hair. He was all about this. And Kim goes, it's it's just that the clothes, it was kind of the last thing me and Kanye had in common. But who am I in the fashion world, she asks. Who am I by myself? I'm a Kardashian, sure, but I've always been with my sisters. I was with Kanye, sure, I was Kimye. But what about Kim K? How do I get there without Kanye? It's been 10... I don't know why I'm doing this like Shakespearean. It's been 10 months, and I'm finally stepping out on my own. Kim Kardashian dressing herself, putting her underpants in one leg at a time. How does me, Kim Kardashian, do this? So important to the world if I let them down. Um, It's completely ridiculous, because basically what she's saying is, I like things. I like them. Things are cool. I like things. I don't know what I don't. Will you show me things that I can like? Like she's. I mean, and and dude, that's how I am too. Like that's. I'm just saying. I think it's hysterical. All the money in the world. She knows she doesn't have an eye for it. And isn't that? I hate to get deep with you guys. Isn't that kind of what the Kardashians are too? It's just like, it's all surface. It's all we we're a huge part of this, but we don't know why. There's no why for any of this. You know. There's no. 
it's just the weirdest run of luck I've ever seen. And them knowing that they're not good at anything. So always getting somebody involved that's way smarter than them, way better at them, way more passionate, hasn't I? It's always been the case. Like they diversified. Kim went from dressing herself like, you know, a hoochie mama <laughs> to, to like this. And she knows she can't go Kanye, but like she knows she doesn't have a vision. So what does she do? Who does she trust? What are the looks that Kim is going to wear? And this is a very Scott centric uh, episode. Scott comes in to her closet and he's like, are you decent? <laughs> if you weren't, I was still going to come in. <laughs> Let me see your tits. <laughs> Scott, uh, Kim goes, Scott always makes me laugh and he gives me confidence and I need some sort of moral support. Dude, I say this every day when I'm in the closet. Like, I'm like, I need somebody to give me moral support in here. I need, like, this is, this is what her, like, oh, just wild. You guys, you're with me, right? This is wild. Um, so Kim goes, I'm giving a speech at the wedding, the gay wedding. And Scott goes, after SNL, you can do anything. <laughs> He's, everybody's such an ass. Like, literally, this SNL thing, we will hear Every episode for the rest of our lives. Every episode. You're like, Kim, remember when you did SNL? Why? I've never laughed like that in my life. Ever. Yeah, Dave Chappelle said I was the best comedian that's ever lived. And Kim goes, yeah, SNL was great. But now the pressure is mounting about my gay wedding speech. And she goes, can I read you my first line? And she goes, I love a gay wedding. I haven't been to one since my second wedding. hey but also, like, Jesus, that was dark, Kim. Also, we, we're talking about the basketball dude, right? Like, that dude is just minding his business, and he's going to have to hear tomorrow that you made a joke about your gay wedding. <sighs> I was like, jeek. Like, wouldn't it be great if Kim was on, like, the, a roast? Like, Kim starts roasting people. She's, like, the new Amy Schumer or, you know, just, like, real or, like, Joan Rivers. You know, Kim's like, I wouldn't fuck her with my dick. <laughs> you know? So Kim goes, this wedding's a big deal for me. Even if I'm not, you know, um, using my stylist and the whole team. And Scott, Scott says, come on, you did skims. You know what you're doing, you know? But, like, you can hopefully get back to more of you. And Kim goes, I don't know what that is. Truest statement of the whole show. And he goes, yeah, you do. Get back to a tight-ass Masoni dress. Get those big-ass hips and big-ass ass hanging out. You'll be fine. And Kim's all like, hee, 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 Scott says, she's the most famous person in the world. And it's just weird that she has insecurities, too. I guess we all do. You know, but now, at the end of the day, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, if I was Courtney, that kind of shit would chat my hide of like, you hung out with my sister and told her she was the most beautiful girl in the world. She tries on this purple number. Uh, she looks like Grimace. and uh, But actually, no, she looks pretty in this little number. Or Is it a blue number or a purple number? I think maybe blue. Scott says, people are going to like you for who you are. Not what you wear. And I was like, I heard that. I was like, are you out of your mind? And there was like a pause and he goes, I'm just kidding. Obviously. <laughs> we cut to Chris taking photos. 
Uh, she's like, this is a big week for me. Promos for my new show. We're shooting the Kardashians. I'm moving into my new house finally, and it's my birthday. She goes into a trailer where Courtney is there uh, getting ready for part of the photo shoot. And Courtney's like, I was so sick last night. I thought I was going to die. Mason has a cold. And I'm like, wait, you're going to die and Mason has a cold? Those are two separate things. But you, And Chris goes, okay, well, I'm going to stay out of this trailer then. <laughs> she goes, anywho, had lunch with Scott and he feels like, you know, we're making him feel bad. He feels like we're leaving him out and making him feel bad. And Courtney's like, oh, Chris goes, I want nothing more than my daughter to be happy, but I love Scott very much, and I want Travis to feel comfortable and welcome, and it's always some sort of drama, isn't it? And Chris asks Courtney, how do you feel about him coming to my birthday party tonight? And Courtney's like, whatever you want, I want it to be the birthday you envisioned. And... Chris is like, well, I feel like I'm cheating on Scott or Travis, and I, you know, I don't want anybody to be sad. And Courtney's like, Travis said he just wants you to feel. No, he he. Travis said he just wants to feel like we can be affectionate with me. We he can do that in person, like put his fingers in my butt in front of people. He wants to protect that energy. Dude, I'm telling you, man. The more we get into this Kardashians, like he loves her, but like, and it's awesome, you know. We all want that kind of love, but at the same time, it's like, it's also, it's a little scary. It's like a little, it's a lot, you know? Am I, I mean, you, do you guys feel, you know, like it's like starting to be like, oh, well, like, like he like wants to be inside her. So like, I think he wants to like wear her skin or something. It's like weird. It's like getting weird. It's like, he wants to protect that energy. Like you guys realize you have bedrooms, right? Like protect that energy in there. When you're in public, just because you're rich doesn't mean we get to see all of your holes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see somebody poking around at certain aspects of your body. You know, am I, I, I'm I'm not, is that, that doesn't make me a bad person. So she's, you know, Chris is like, Oh, okay. So you're good with it. Well, I'm going to take that answer and skedaddle. We go to a new scene and Chloe, uh, it's the birthday party. And the song is calling all the shots. I keep showing up. Everybody want to be the queen. Miss Supreme. I swear to God, those were the lyrics to the song. It's just so funny. And we see Chloe get there. Travis, Kim, and Courtney are there. Guess who's there again, you guys? That's right. Ellen DeGeneres. Chris's lady love. But Ellen is with her wife, Portia. Uh, Cor- uh, Chris's houseboy, Corey, is there. And Chris goes, it's my birthday. The ultimate birthday gift is my house. I can't wait to see everyone. Tonight, it is my time. And I got to tell you, folks, the house is insane. It is beautiful. I don't even know decor. And I was like, holy shit. Money can buy. I mean, like people say money can't buy you happiness. But I'm like, it can buy buy you like a good section of happiness. Like it can buy you a condo of happiness. Like this is amazing. Um, and, uh, Travis and Courtney get in there and get accosted by Ellen DeGeneres. He goes, she goes, Hey, Mr. Romance. <laughs> I'm like, Ellen, calm down. Like also I got, we need a full documentary on the Ellen Chris Jenner relationship. I'm telling you, like, do you think they partner swap? Do you think Ellen and Portia? And I'm not, I don't even, you guys said this, not me. Ellen, do you think they partner swap with Corey and Chris? Like, do you think, do you? Tell me if you do, please. I need this. Tell me you think that I think it. I think it too. Then, <laughs> so, uh, Cor- uh, Courtney says uh, 
Her house is so beautiful. It's everything she dreamed of. There's a Tiffany lamp. And Courtney goes, did you show this to Ellen already? I'm like, what? Do you show that, like, show your special friend Ellen? Like, what is going on? Chris shows us her theater. And Travis is like, this is a very good theater, you know. And especially with your screensaver. It was like a city scene. He's like, that's just beautiful. He's the most soft-spoken guy I've ever met with a huge dick and balls. And she's like, this is my piano room bar. You can make lychee martinis here. Uh, we see her gym. And Courtney goes, it's infused with her personality. <laughs> and, dude, she has this whole fucking China plates room, you guys, with, like, all I know. Like, dude, these aren't dollar store China. This is, like, fancy pattern. There's, like, patterns on the Have you ever seen this where they'll put, like, a pattern on a plate? Dude, that's how you know I'm uh, I'm not well off because I eat off solid plates. I I don't know if I've ever eaten off a pattern plate. I would lit I would trip out and be like, "Look at this beautiful pattern. Why are we gonna cover it up with food? It makes no is this is art." So she's showing this fucking like earthquake. By the way, that's what I'm saying. Like how like all that China's got to be worth almost a million dollars. It's got to be an earthquake. It's gonna break everything. There's got to. I bet they have some. Special rich person earthquake house that nothing rocks. She's showing Faye Resnick, uh, who, of course, the Faye Resnick from the OJ trial, and also uh, Kyle's really good friend. Chloe says, living in Chris Jenner world is just fabulous. You're surrounded by opulence and a crystal glass with a diamond. I don't know. She's just, Chloe's out of it this season. We see a refrigerator with just green vegetables in it. Like she has a green vegetable, she has a freezer. She has a fridge just for green vegetables. MJ, her mom, is there. We cut to Ellen going, Travis, I'm so proud of you about flying again. That's huge. You overcame it. Like, Ellen really gets in there like a used car sales. You're like, hey, buddy. Hey, put her there, buddy. And Travis goes, I got to tell you what. This girl transformed me. Courtney, I never even considered it before flying. And I think everybody, like, I think Ellen, me, everybody at home are like, wait, Courtney? Courtney transformed you? What? Like, just, I, I, I'm like, what? Travis? Are you okay? Like, what? Scott pulls up, you guys, and Scott is on his cell phone, like, while driving, and that's illegal. That's like, he's already broken the law. He walks in, and Scott goes, ha, huh, nice and homey. And that's, that's pretty funny, because it's a big, rich person house. And he goes, Chris, I wanted to give you your present. Open up. Open this up. And she opens, you guys, a framed photo of Scott and Courtney having sex. Yeah. Right in front of Trap. No, God, no. In fact, we never actually get to find out what the gift is. So that was a weird scene. And Scott gives um, Travis and Courtney. She goes, hey, guys. Gives them a wave. And then he gets back on his phone. And I'm like, this is hysterical. It's like, you're... Come on, bro. Like, at least put the earpiece in. Like, he's being such a dick. And Courtney goes, this is great. To I'll be in the same room. And then Scott goes, hey, congratulations, bro, to Travis and hugs Courtney. And she goes, I've seen you since. And he goes, yeah, but I haven't seen you guys together. So so that's good of him. And Chloe says, it's so awkward. We're trying to be respectful of each other, but we're just tiptoeing around this elephant in the room. It's exhausting. I'm sweaty, she says in a talking head. And Scott says, Kim, I FaceTimed you the other day. And Kim goes, I was probably busy. <laughs> and she, he goes, ah, busy, huh? 
Which also, like, if I, I would just figure, like, if Scott FaceTime Kim, like, you automatically have to pick that up. Like, I don't pick up any of my phone calls. Kim says, yeah, I was probably busy. Then we go to a producer uh, talking head, and Kim's, like, texting away. And the producer's like, who are you texting, Kim? And she has, like, a big naughty smile. And the producer's like, that's a big smile. Does his name rhyme with feet? And she goes, hee so obviously she's talking to Skeet Ulrich. No, she's obviously talking to Pete Davidson, but this rhyme with feet thing. Like, I feel like, like, does it rhyme with sheet? Like, I feel like we could have, like, the feet thing is so weird. Does it rhyme with meat? Does it rhyme with wheat? Like, you could go, feet is a weird word. Scott says, we're back in the scene. He goes, hey, I hear a lot of nice things about the kid, you know? And Kim goes, he's the nicest, sweetest human in the whole world. Uh, okay and ellen ellen starts to like it's like a little moment you might not have caught ellen is like you know that's all fine and good but like about to say something bad about pete and scott goes kim i just thought you were having a good time and kim goes i'll tell you later i'll tell you later i'm like you tell me now ellen makes a comment um about uh trap they're all seated for dinner now and this is wild Helen makes a comment about Travis and Courtney making out. So they're all seated except for Travis and Courtney. So say there's like a table and then 10 feet away from that, not 10 feet. And it's all dark and dim. You see them both standing up. Courtney's face is in Travis's hands. And he's like, I love you, my baby. I love you. And it is. And Corey, by the way, Corey's next to Chris on his phone. Like does not like it's like, when we're out with my nephew and his mom lets him have some phone time. So Corey like checked out. He's like, Chris, let me be on my phone. Yeah. It's my birthday too. And she, um, Chris goes, Oh my God, Scott is right there. This couldn't be more awkward because Travis is literally swallowing. Corey. It is so it's guys, come on. Like, I know you're in a love bubble, but like, dude, do you like this house is a big house. Like you literally are doing this in front of Ellen DeGeneres. Have you no shame? And Courtney goes, I know we were holding back. <laughs> we weren't just going for it. And if I, if I knew anyone was looking, I would have, I would have been different. And I'm like, dude, you're 10 feet away. This is how checked out Courtney is in life. She's literally in a room. 10 feet away from eight people seated. There's not like a show going on in between them. They are the show. And she's like, I had no clue where I was. It is so, and to say they're holding back, it's like, what do we do? We need to see you finger blast in here at fucking Chris's new house. You need a Chris in Chris's new house. Corey, by the way, is wearing ridiculous, what looks like silk pajamas where he's like, Chris, can I get him my, my comfies? <laughs> Chris, can I get my comfy clothes? Chris, can I get my satin jammies, please? I cook. Do you mind if I eat my jammies? And <laughs> Travis and Courtney sit down, and Courtney's like, what should we have to drink, Travis? And Travis, Travis goes, whatever my baby wants. And she goes, red wine. And he goes, uh. And she goes, you don't want that? And he goes, no, my baby wants it, I will. And then Scott, in a talking head, goes, hey, you know, she found someone. I'm happy for her. She deserves it. You know, there's so many years that I didn't put her first. And Scott says, you know, 
he's watching this like we all are. And he's like, I'm not hungry now, you know? And I'm like, literally no one is. Like, I have still not gotten an appetite. And I watched this yesterday, but he's just like, ah. I, but but also, just, just a word like, yeah, if I see somebody playing tonsil hockey, I you it's not like the, I don't want to eat, you know? Chloe says, I'm normally not allowed to give speeches, but happy birthday to our beautiful mom. The reason why, why we're all here, queen of our lives. I'm so happy this is your home, and we are so happy we're all together, and I hope you have the best day today. Not a great speech. Not a, And then Ellen starts singing happy birthday, and I was just like, oh, man. Chris is, like, laughing like a maniacal puppet. She's like, ha-ha, it's all coming true. Ha-ha, Illuminati forever. She's like, thank you, guys. I love you. We cut to Miami, Florida. Kendall is there. And Kendall goes, clouds are rolling in. <laughs> I, like when Aunt, I like when Kendall acts like a sailor. Uh, the sea was rough today. Um, Kendall goes, I love these little trips we do, but I'm missing my mom's birthday. I need to be there, there to give her a hug in a couple of days. Also, I need to let you know, to give you a little context, that birthday night being filmed, guess what night that was? It was the night of the Astro World tragedy. When they filmed that scene and it was dark, it had already gone down. So, watch that scene back and tell me if you can see any tension, any in the background, like a weirdness. Like, it was already weird because of Scott and Travis, but if you watch it back, I swear to God, there are moments where you can see mild panic. And I have to imagine Chris had to have been running back and forth from phone calls. So Kendall's like, calls mom, how was your birthday? So much fun. Kendall asks, how were the vibes? And she's like, Scott came. And Kendall's like, how was that? And she's like, oh, well, Travis was there, you know, and it was good to break the ice. Scott was okay. Kendall says, I love Scott. I've known him since I was a baby before the show even started. Scott's and my brother were basically blood. It would be weird if he wasn't a part of our family. And Chris says, yeah, I give props to Travis. Travis treated him really nicely at the dinner. And Kendall says, yeah, Travis is a great guy. And Chris goes, the best. We cut to Los Angeles where Chloe, she is at uh, La Vida restaurant meeting Malika, this is when you really, like, Chloe's nails are turning into, like, claws that don't protect her from anything. Like, she literally has the worst shit happen to her, and she has, like, claws that are three feet long. Um, and Chloe's like, the amount of fuckery that happens over at the house that's being built for me. Y- yesterday, they put the doors on my master closet yesterday, and I was like, why are all these doors here? <laughs> I'm so excited for my house house to be done. I have daydreams just walking over to my mom's house for cocktail hour. She lives the life. I'm like, you guys all live the life. But it would be kind of cool to live next to Kris Jenner. Uh, Malika goes, how's Tristan doing? Which is the new How Is Kanye? And (laughs) Chloe goes, I guess Tristan severed his tongue in a basketball game. He had to get stitches. And I was like, you got to sever that dick. That's what you got to hope. Like, my God, the tongue is one thing. You know, you can only do so much damage with that. Let's get that dick knocked off. Um, Chloe's like, he couldn't really talk because of the tongue injury. So I was teasing him. I'm excited to show Tristan the house. It will be ready soon. He's my best friend. He's trying so hard. He's going to therapy. It's really what I'm the most proud of. Dude, it just, I mean, like, it just gets keeps getting nailed into us that 
he made her look like a fucking clown. Like, imagine cheating on somebody and then earning their trust back over years and then been doing the whole thing the whole time still. Like, that has got to rock your world. I don't want to hear anything about Chloe saying, the public makes fun of my looks. Dude, that's the least of your issues. The coals are coming from inside the house. Um, So we cut to uh, Kendall at her mom's house, seeing her for the first time. She's like, "Ah, I'm here to hug my mama. And... She brought her big attack dog with her and she comes in the house. She's like, what do you think? And Kendall's like, mom, this is so nice. And Kendall goes, one of my secret passions is interior design and architecture. I'm like, oh, cool. I like to read comic books, but I love that. You know, hot modely girls always do that. My passion's interior design. Chris says, it just doesn't feel like home yet. I'm trying to figure out where everything is. And Kendall's in the kitchen, like pulling out a cucumber. And Chris looks at this and goes, do you want the chef to make you something? And Kendall goes, no, I'll just, I'll chop up a cucumber. And you guys, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of this by now. This poor girl has never, like, she must have lived in the wilderness away from humanity or something because she has no clue how to cut a cucumber. She's, like, holding it by the opposite end and then kind of, like, just guessing where the cuts should go. Like, there's no stabilization. It is like, I was like, oh, my God, how many fingers has Kendall lost so far cutting things? Because, I mean, this can't just be an isolated incident. This can't just be with cucumbers. But Chris is watching this, and I just can't imagine. Chris was like, well, you know, we have a couple billionaires in the family. Not everybody's going to be complete. You know, you just kind of like, I think in Chris's mind, she's like, well, there's a trade-off. You know, I, we're not the smartest. <laughs> and so. Oh, she, Kendall sees that her mom, and she goes, I'm not a good cutter. And then she goes, does cucumbers have seeds? <laughs> and Chris yells, hey, chef, hey, hey, do you want to go cut this up for her? And Kendall's like, I'll do it, mom. It's fine. It's fine. I'm a, no- I'm a normal girl, mom. I'm a normal, healthy girl. Scott comes in, heavy Scott episode. And Scott goes, house looks even better during the day. And Kendall cutting the cucumbers, and he's like, Kendall, what are you making? Some cucumber burritos? All right. And Kendall's like, yeah, you know that, and hummus and pretzels. And I'm like, yeah, probably one of your fingers. Um, Kendall shows they're out eating on the, the backyard and the, the picnic table and shows her mom this cowboy jewelry that her assistant made because her assistant makes jewelry. And Chris goes, of course she does, which I didn't know if it was like a little comment of like, of course, she's going to want us to support her now and her stupid cowboy horse jewelry line. So uh, Chris goes, oh, yeah, we're doing Thanksgiving in Palm Springs. And then Scott, on like just on right on cue, goes, am I not invited now? And Chris is like, well, I mean, you know, we got to find out where everyone can stay, which is hysterical because it's like they've got the biggest fucking houses in Palm Springs. Like, you know, unless unless they're like, you know, a basketball team staying there, I think they would. It's a possibility. But like they're, you know, <laughs> Chris is like, I don't know. We only have the pullout couch. It's not like my parents, you know. And uh, Scott goes, oh, really? Okay. And then a talking head, Kendall goes, Scott can play the victim. And I'm telling you, not a truer line has ever been said. Kendall says, well, weren't you there for her birthday with Travis there? And Scott goes, yeah, I was. But why wasn't I invited for your birthday, Kendall? 
And Scott says, I've been helping you throw your birthday parties for the last 10 years. And he goes, didn't Travis go? And Kendall's like, no, I mean, oh, you meant the dinner. That wasn't a party. It was a dinner. And Scott's like, yeah, never in a million years did I think Kendall would not invite me to her dinner. And her mom says, Kendall, when did you have a birthday dinner? And Kendall goes, you were there, mom. And Kendall's like, I wasn't going to invite everybody. I wasn't going to invite my family members. It was very intimate. And Scott goes, I don't know why I should be left out. And Kendall's starting to get heated because Kendall isn't used to like, I think, dealing with any kind of issues. <laughs> she's like, she's like rabbit already. Kendall's like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be a part of making Courtney uncomfortable. You know, it's not part of my business. Sorry if that makes you sad, Scott. Which I kind of was like, that's, she handled it beautifully though. She like called it right out. And uh, she's like, it's so different, Scott. And Scott goes, you can't take a second to text good old Scott. And Kendall goes, I should have. You know, even that night that they got engaged, Scott, I was the one that said, what about Scott's feelings? And we all know that is true. And then Scott goes, great. But then why didn't you invite me? And Courtney's like, this, I mean, sorry, Kendall's like, this dinner was 15 people. I don't want an uncomfortable situation. But Scott, I'm saying I'm sorry. There's a lot of crosstalk happening. And finally, Kendall's like, I'm literally, I'm out. I'm out. This is fucking ridiculous. You won't let me speak, Scott. You're talking over me. And Scott goes, because you're changing your story. And she goes, Scott, go please replay the fucking video, Scott. I'm so over this shit, Scott, for real. And she goes inside the house. I have died. I've waited a million years for somebody to say replay the fucking videos. I've always wanted them to do that during a scene in Housewives where something happens and where something's like some lie is said. And like, I would directly look at the producer and go, can, hey, let's look at the video where I know this was said. Can we look at that right now? Like we have this on video. I would do that all the time. Um, so then it's like, that's the end of the show. Next time we get more Kendall and Scott fight. We get Chloe saying, Scott is never going to leave this family. Kanye's never leaving and you're never leaving to Tristan. And Tristan goes, and you, as long as you're never leaving me. And I'm like, oh my God, just the darkest story ever. And then Kim, you guys, gets the results of her SDD test. No, her, her baby bar test. You guys, welcome to your weekend. You did it. We're into the weekend right now. I hope you have the best one ever. Thank you for being so supportive of me as always. Uh, I'm glad Beverly Hills is back. I hope you have gotten enough entertainment this week. I have no clue what I'm doing as always. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. If you like these things, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you like it even more, join the Patreon. I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going to go. I hope it I hope we're doing it. So hope you guys have the best weekend ever. Please let me know what you do. Please have a drink in my honor. And uh, that's it. I'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday. Bye. Betches.